This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Listen in as we address your retirement concerns and provide insight to help put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, Retirement Roadmap Radio. Hey folks, thank you for joining us and welcome back. My name is Evan Fricks with Master Plan Retirement Consultants. With us, as always, Mark Fricks, financial advisor. How are we today, Mark? Great, great. Uh, you know, it's just a, a great time of year, just lots of things going on. Um, you know how much I love to teach classes and we love to teach classes and uh, it's it's just, um, just a busy time of year and, and lots of people needing help anytime Financial times get a little difficult, you know, more people reach out and, and we just love educating and helping people. So it's, it's really good. Great. Really keeping us busy. Yeah, it's funny though. It's kind of like um, you know, the bad times tend to bring more people to you. The same thing as people going to church. Like having a rough time, I seem to pray <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> I was thinking of the doctor situation, but that's a good one too. That's, that's correct. All right. So today's discussion, tax-free income, death benefit long-term care benefits. No, these are not three separate accounts. Today, we're going to discuss the three-legged stool of retirement planning, the IUL policy, aka Life Insurance Retirement Plan, or LERP, which contains these features and more. Uh, So, Mark, before we jump into the specific details about the LERP itself, why don't we start out with a brief explanation of how an insurance policy works for those who may need a little bit more background on that. Yeah, yeah. So the the original concept of life insurance is basically two kinds, right? There's term insurance. Term insurance is very much like health insurance or uh, automobile insurance or whatever. It's for a term. It's for six months. It's for a year. Most term policies are 10 to 20 years, and you lock in a rate, and after 20 years or whatever, you walk away with nothing unless you pass away. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you pass away, you kind of walk away with nothing as well. So, But uh, it's, it's a good, cheap way to buy a lot of insurance. It's great for people that are in their 20s and 30s and 40s that have a lot of obligations, children perhaps, a uh, spouse, things like that. Uh, the other kind, big picture, is uh, a cash value policy, known by a lot of other words, um, uh, index universal life, universal life, um, whole life, things like that. And I think the original name was whole life because it's designed to last your whole life. Uh, you know, it kind of fits, right? And so the original one was you basically paid a certain amount of money per month based on what the death benefit was in your age, and then... It was good till age 100, nowadays age 120. You know what happens if you live to 120, by the way? They send you the death benefit. Not sure if you'll realize it or know it, but they'll send you the death benefit. It's called, it's, it has endowed, it has ended, so to speak. So, and so, you know, I guess the good thing about the cash value uh, is that it does carry you through your lifetime. So if you're afraid that you get into your 50s and 60s, that you won't be able to qualify, you've still got it. Um, this is kind of interesting. I think a lot of people don't really realize. So if you can picture um, a life insurance policy, like a term policy or whatever, where you pay extra into it. In other words, if normally it would cost $50 a month for half a million or whatever, instead you're putting $300 a month into it. Why would you do that? Well, what you're doing is, is you're building up a savings account in the life insurance policy. Why? As an investment not originally. Originally, it was intended to pay the premium as you got older, and the $300 or whatever it was was not enough to cover the premium. Mm-hmm. So when you get 60 and 70, that premium, if it was a term policy, might be $800 a month. 
they just start taking out of the savings account. And that's why the old-fashioned cash value whole lives never really grew. They, the cash value never really got large enough for it to really matter with, with anything. It wasn't something you could turn on income or whatever. It wasn't that much. And it would start draining down as you got older. So that was the original intent. Um, interesting, though. The, the whole life insurance policy has been around since before the federal tax system came into being. And so it has always been grandfathered into any tax changes. So what does that, what does that matter? Well, what it matters is, is first of all, the, the death benefit's tax-free. So it's a nice way to leverage money, whether it be to family, whether it be to, to charities or whatever, uh, at passing, totally tax-free. There's not a lot in this world today that's tax-free. So <laughs> it's a big chunk of money that, that, that comes in tax-free. And, and let me, this disclaimer, in most cases, okay, so let's make sure we don't guarantee that, okay? Um, the, uh, the other part of that is the fact that the money that's growing inside grows tax-free, and can come out tax-free. So what does that sound like? A little bit like a? A Roth to me. Like a Roth, right? A Roth is uh, something you put in after-tax dollars. It grows tax-free. And then if you, as you take it out, when you take it out, it comes out tax-free. And so we love Roths, as you know, and we've talked about Roths on this show before. Um, so how can we leverage that? And so that's kind of what I think we want to get into for a little while is, is how can we make that better? Because we've already talked about the fact that the best benefit of that is the death benefit, which you really can't enjoy, right? Maybe right. your family can't, but you can't. Uh, and the cash value is not really robust enough to, to enjoy. So where do we go from there? What if we could modify this? Uh, so policies have gotten um, easier to, I don't want to use the word manipulate, mm -hmm. but to, to change inside, not like the old cash value, but the new universal life policies are very flexible. These are kind of policies where if you miss a payment, it's okay. They just take it out of the cash value that you can change the death benefit down. It's just flexible, right. okay? And so if you take that concept and say, okay, I like the tax-free part of this unit or this tool. How can I leverage it for my good? So what we have been able to do over the last several years, which is develop something we call a LERP, Life Insurance Retirement Plan. We also call it a super Roth, okay? So there's a couple of components to this. First of all, instead of you know, you know, throwing in $300 a month, what if we did something called overfunding, putting in more than it takes? Why would you do that? Well, that overfunding, if, if the death benefit is already uh, paid for, it goes into the savings or the cash value, right? So now the cash value is, is growing faster because there's more money going into it. So that's kind of the first thing you look at. Well, where would you overfund it from? Well, kind of like a Roth conversion. If you have a lot of IRA money and you want to convert some of that to a tax-free unit or tool, then why not use one of these as a possibility? Not saying you should or shouldn't. Every situation is different. But if you consider the fact that there are other benefits, it might be a good place to go in addition to or instead of a Roth conversion. The second thing we look at doing is, okay, what's the most expensive part of that life insurance policy? the death benefit, right? So what if we minimized it? Why would you do that? Well, if I'm 60 years old, probably less need, less need of a death benefit. Mm -hmm. If I pass away, I, I may already be retired, so I don't have to replace income. Um, you know, there are other reasons maybe to have a death benefit, but it's not the most critical part of this. I want to live and enjoy this money. So I'm more concerned about the cash value growing. I want it to grow like a Roth. And so by increasing the money going in, 
and decreasing the death benefit, I've decreased my cost now. So that cash value has less money dripping out, which means what? It's growing larger. Now the cash value becomes the prevalent part of this tool as opposed to a death benefit. Third thing you want to do is what? Can we increase the growth of this? Well, there's a couple of ways. Number one is uh, we like to use something called an index universal life. And so I think on this show we've talked before about index annuities. Mm -hmm. What an index product does is it basically goes up with the market a certain percentage, but doesn't go down. So you're not really in the market. It's just tracking an index. And it has averaged historically a better return than a cash value policy. Almost twice as much as the historical average, okay? future, who knows, right? Mm -hmm. the, the whole disclaimer here. And so now if we're getting, instead of a three or 4%, if we're getting a six, seven or 8% return, what's happening to the cash value? Again, growing much quicker. So now you have something that looks more like a Roth with an extra death benefit on it. So if you do pass away earlier, it's fully funded. So that's uh, uh, one of the reasons we call it a super Roth is it's, it has a death benefit in addition to that tax-free income. Mm -hmm. You want to know about one little third part of the stool? Please. Okay, so stools have three legs, right? Okay, so two legs, tax-free growth and in income, and death benefit. The third one is we add something called, uh, it's a rider. A rider is an attachment to a contract. This is a rider that has no cost up front, and it's called an accelerated death benefit rider. What the heck is that? Well, it's basically saying, you know, if you can show that you have a long-term care need or a critical illness need, um, uh, somewhere along the road and you need some money, we can actually send them that death benefit and they haven't passed away yet. And it pays for the long-term care. So, and the, you don't pay for it unless you use it. And then they keep maybe the first 5% of each check they send you. These policies will pay out over three to five years. So if you've got a $4,000 death benefit, you're talking about $150,000 a year maybe, give or take, uh, to go toward long-term care. Because the most devastating thing for a family, and we've seen it time after time, is number one, let's say the husband gets uh, Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, and you know they keep them at home as long as they can. There comes a point they, they need more help. Maybe they bring in a sitter, another's cost going on. Then maybe a, a memory care, um, and, and it just it compounds. And these can be long diseases. You know, These are things that could go on five, six, seven, eight years, and it's just draining the family finances. Then they pass away. So now you not only have spent a lot of money on long-term care, but you've also lost someone that probably had money coming in via Social Security, maybe some pension or whatever. So it's kind of the double whammy. So by using these LERP accounts or modified life policies, we have the long-term care built in and we have the death benefit built in. And so those are both things that can be utilized to help take care of those that are left behind. So it's a very powerful tool. It is something we use with a lot of our clients, as you know, and uh, it's something that, um, you know, it, it keeps you from having to go out and buy a long-term care policy. Now, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, okay? There are cases maybe you should, but we know, number one, they're expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, there are fewer companies offering it, less competition. And uh, since long-term care policies came out years ago, we have become much more prevalent with dementia. Um, again, things where that can just drain a family budget, Alzheimer's, things like that. And so we are seeing people needing care much longer and we're living longer. And, and so that long-term care policy uh, can really become very expensive. You pay for it for 20 years. Maybe you never use it. And here a couple spent $4,000 a year on it. 
and they do go up. They're going up more and more, and they're difficult to get. So it's a good replacement. Uh, is it as much coverage as a long-term care policy? No, but it is something that can certainly help for that situation. One thing I would like to make a point to say is, uh, as we discussed this LERP, uh, though it is a powerful tool that can be used in your retirement planning, it is not a retirement plan. So please contact Master Plan Retirement. Uh, see how a LERP can fit into your overall retirement planning, uh, into your overall retirement roadmap. You can uh, reach us at masterplanretire.com. That's our website. Our office number, if you'd rather just talk to one of us directly, 770-980-9262. Mark, so far we've talked a lot about the structure of Alerp, um, a lot of its attributes. Can you uh, start to bring us towards how you use that, implement that within a retirement plan? First of all, I love the fact that you clarified the fact that this is a tool, not a plan. Yes. Uh, I know it's called Alerp, which is Life Insurance Retirement Plan. So many people that I talk to that have never used a retirement consultant before, maybe they've had an advisor, a broker, or whatever, but not really a consultant. Um, that's somebody that before you even start looking at money and investing is going to build a plan, a roadmap, uh, a blueprint, if you would. You know, I would never build a house without a set of plans. It would be a mess and probably fall down after a couple of years, right? And so um, I think that's important because this is just a piece of that puzzle that comes together, together to build the whole plan. So, Evan, as you know, uh, anybody that comes to us and, and uh, does the complimentary consultation, one of the things we offer them is a variety of reports. We want to see where the weaknesses are. So if one of the weaknesses is, hey, if a long-term care situation hits you, that could devastate you, that would be one reason we'd look at the LERP. Um, if we saw where premature passing, uh, let's say one of the spouses not only has Social Security, which you lose the smaller of the two Social Securities if one of you passes away, but maybe they had a pension, maybe, you know, whatever. So that can, the death benefit could be important in that situation. And then the one we always talk about, Evan, uh, that is almost this unknown because we don't know where it's going is taxes. Mm -hmm. We know that we have a lot of debt. We know Medicare is going broke. We know Social Security is going broke. We know we like to spend money nowadays. Almost no way that taxes aren't going up. So those three issues, if we run those reports and those three come up, then we know that that alert might be a nice tool, piece of the puzzle to plug in and make sure. Now, there is one little um, you know, problem. You do have to be approved for these, okay? So there is a underwriting involved. But, right. you know, the interesting thing is over the last, I'd say, 15 years, insurance companies have gotten so competitive, and the underwriting has gotten easier, better. Don't just assume that, hey, that's not going to work for me. Um, we can always give it a try. But, again, first, the plan. And so looking at, again, those three major areas of danger that you could have, this is one tool that can take care of all three of those to some extent, and, and plug those gaps that are so critical. And, and, you know, my desire for all of my clients is to live a long time and have no long-term care needs and use that income for tax-free income in the future. That's what we want to happen, but we don't have any guarantees, do we? So right. we have no idea what's going to happen. And so, you know, if we put one on, on a couple, they each have one. You know, one might have a long, healthy life, and now they've got tax-free income. The other one, again, might have a long-term care need. We don't know, but they're both covered. I love that. Uh, one of the strategies that we employ that I really like too is, you know, a lot of our clients come in and they have 
one or two large tax-deferred accounts that they've been feeding for decades of employment, right? Um, so you've got this IRA money, this 401k money, that's all tax-deferred, meaning tax in the future. And uh, the LERP, uh, as well as Roths, are great for um, chipping away at that qualified money and taking care of your future tax burden that a lot of times people don't even realize they might have. So that's one of my favorite things to, to use that is for converting qualified funds, whether to a Roth or to a LERP. And as you said, um, developing multiple streams of tax-free income uh, can be really powerful, especially when you combine a LERP with a Roth or other mm -hmm. accounts and how they all use, are used together. So um, let's go through a few of these attributes while we still have a little bit more time. You can touch it anytime, mm -hmm. unlike with uh, qualified accounts, um, even before 59 and a half no tax during the growth. This is an IUL, and that I stands for index, of course, as we discussed. That means it mirrors the growth of the stock market, but what? Does it fall down when the stock market falls down? Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. you, you, uh, we, we call it zero is your hero yes. when, when the market's down. Tax-free distributions, 100%. Doesn't count towards taxation of Social Security. Right, that's a big one. No contribution limits. So how uh, uh, this 2023, now we can contribute 6,500 if you're under the age of 50 into an IRA or a Roth. Um, if you're over the age, it's an extra $1,000 per individual. Mm -hmm. um, 7,500, no contribution li limits to an IUL. Um, no income limits, another huge one, especially if right. you've got high income, then the other options are limited for you. But Bill Gates could if you wanted to create an IUL tomorrow. This is one I really like, especially lately, and I would love for you to talk a little bit about this, um, given some of the stuff going on with Silicon Bank and everything else right now in the news. Um, no legislative risk. Right. And, and also, you know, some people say, well, what about the safety of insurance companies? Probably one of the safest places you can put your money. Back during the Great Depression, 97% of all life insurance claims were paid out. How many banks failed? I have no idea. I should look it up sometime. But thousands upon thousands. We just had the you know one or two bank failures this past week. Insurance companies have five levels of protection, and based on the research I've done, and if I come across something different, I'll, I'll certainly check. But we've talked about annuities, uh, which is life insurance companies issue annuities, uh, have been around in this country since 1759. And according to research, they've never failed to pay on a payment. So again, they're very strong. They have to have reserves. They have reinsurance. They have funds in each state to help cover claims. There's so many things that go on with, with life insurance that it really becomes a very safe place. Again, I can't guarantee anything in this world anymore, but I just know historically one of the safest places you can put your money. So it's going to be there whether you pass away, whether you need the income or whatever. And one other thing you may mention here, maybe I'm beating you to the punch, but no required minimum distributions from a life yes. insurance policy. And depending on who gets the money afterwards, uh, as you may or may not know, if you inherit a, an IRA or a Roth and you're a non-spouse, or so you're children, grandchildren, that money's got to come out within 10 years, even from a Roth. This tax-free death benefit can go to whoever you want it to go to. It's tax-free, and they can do whatever they want to do with it. Put That's it right. back in an account, put it back in a, a stock market, put it in their mattress, whatever they want to do with it. So there's this so, um, again, no legislative risk. It's, it's been over and over again. They've restated the fact that this is the way it's going to stay. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's a great tool. It really is. 
Just like everything else that we discuss in the show, nothing is a one-size-fits-all for anyone. Everyone has a different situation. Um, one policy or account or contract or whatever might be suitable for one person, may be the best fit for one person, but maybe not for another person. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about so many things that the LERP can accomplish, um, so many reasons we like it, ways that we use it. I would like to talk a little bit about the things that um, that you hear it might not be so good at or, or maybe doesn't fit everybody. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I hear often um, against LERPs and life insurance uh, in general is just a very general comment on fees, that they're too expensive. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, so um, you're paying for a death benefit. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the major fee. But the way we set them up is we set them up so that the death benefit uh, is accelerated and paid for in the, in the early years. And that way we get a lot more growth on the back end. So I tell people, treat these plans kind of like a shade tree. You know, when you plant a little tree in your backyard, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. It's this little dinky thing that has no shade. But you know that eventually it's going to be a beautiful shade tree. If you don't plant it now, you're not going to have a shade tree in 10 years. So we, we say these accounts should be should nurture or grow for 5 to 10 years before we, even, we think about using them mm -hmm. because they grow slower in the front end. Uh, but then once, um, uh, once that death benefit is mostly paid for, the fees drop drastically. Mm -hmm. uh, so they may be 10 15% of the premium in the first you know, five or seven years. After that, they drop down to less than less than one percent right. uh, as a fee. So that is that's less than most Roths cost you, right? So um, if it's set up right, if right. the person knows what they're doing, if they're a fiduciary and they know how to modify these policies, they work really, really well. So make sure you work with somebody that's holistic, that's a fiduciary, and that understands how these work, not just uh, an insurance salesman trying to sell you a policy. And that's another good point about the early years being um, slightly higher fees, getting to that growth stage. Mm -hmm. Another good thing to point out, especially concerning um, tax-free income, is that there's a lot less liquidity on the front end of mm -hmm. insurance policies. Right. So you need to have it, give it some time, as Mark said, to grow a little bit yeah. um, before it's ready to be uh, used to its full potential. Um, Although I will mention that if you pass away the day after it's issued, the full death benefit is payable. So right. it's, I'm, we're mostly talking about the cash that's in there that we'd like to use in the future. But definitely day one, you pass away, God forbid, but the death benefit is fully paid. This is a fun topic. There's a lot of things that we can keep talking about, <laughs> right. honestly. I do want to make a couple of other points of places to check out if you're interested in LERPs. Um, there is a concept of banking on yourself um, on insurance loans that you can take mm -hmm. uh, loans on a policy. And guess what? That loan doesn't come out of your cash value. Why is that important? Because your cash value stays where it was um, before the loan yep. continues to grow on that cost basis. It, it, cost basis is the right word. Mm -hmm. um, so you're not taking 20K loan and then you've got 20K less in your cash value, meaning um, you're growing at that reducted rate. No, you're growing at the full amount. And if you don't pay it back, um, what happens to the money is just taken out of the death benefit. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so that's a great thing. Check, the, uh, I can't remember the lady's name who does that, but bank on yourself. You can Google that. Um, we're going to wrap it up. We better. You should check out our website, <laughs> uh, masterplanretired.com. Um, we, uh, we'd love to talk to you about LERPs as well and how that could be uh, an option for your retirement plan. Masterplanretire.com. 
Our office number is 770-980-9262. Give us a call. We would love to hear from you. Mark, thank you so much. Uh, this has been fun. Thank you, folks, for listening. And, Mark, I will pass it to you. So Thanks for joining us, us. Great to see you again. I hope you'll join us again next time. And until then, remember, plan well and prosper. Take care, everybody. This was Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. To schedule a complimentary consultation, go to masterplanretire.com or call 770-980-9262. Thanks for listening and remember, plan well and prosper. Thank you for listening to Retirement Roadmap Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Mark Fricks at Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Call 770-980-5262. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered for Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.